0: Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Hey, you gotta get bored by baseball. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have pro man run around tight pants. It's Moki Vets.
1: Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Garrett Salt This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring.
0: Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Uh, Bryce, yet as far as kind of uh, uh, position, what position
1: he kind of is. Yes, in I have talked to Bryce. Um, I talked to him for a lengthy period last week, uh, Friday, and um, we talked about a lot of different things. He was at the ballpark, and so listened to a lot of what uh, he had talked and what his feelings were, talked to Rob Thompson afterwards, and uh, we decided we we're going to play him at first base. That, um, uh, he's gonna play first and um, he's happy to do whatever we wanted him to do yeah um, he said he'd play first or the outfield he feels great hey, Good. How you doing? Hey. and uh, but the more we talked about it internally we like the idea of uh, playing there but in the first uh, we think he'll develop in the gold glove first baseman he's committed to doing that um, he's in a position where uh, I mean, we think for his future, it's a great thing to do as he starts to age. You know, he, he, I mean, he could gladly go to the outfield, but uh, he's committed to being that type of guy over there at first base. We like the way it sets our, our infield up. In Stott and with having him start to turn with bone behind the plate for years to come. Uh, at least three years, because that's the first time anybody beat be a free agent. Um, we think it makes it more athletic in a position where all of a sudden you've got an athletic infield opens up uh, one of the outfield spots, keeps an outfield spot available. I'm not saying that, as we said, we're not gonna anoint Rojas our center fielder because of the offensive aspect, but we think he's very close if he's not. And so it really puts us in a position where we think for the future uh, we're in a, in a good spot.
0: Would it be strictly first base for yeah. Bryce? So, yeah. so you won't be cycling him in the outfield
1: at all? No, we're not We're not planning on it at this time. We had really talked about being in a position where he would play one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, he'd be willing to do what it is, but we didn't really throw that alternative at him to say what. And, he again, he said, I'll do whatever's good for the club. Um, and The more we talk about it internally, just think it's a, a good situation for us and a good situation for him, too. How
0: does this affect Hoskins? Uh, you know, obviously, it, seems, it would seem to close the, the
1: book on him. Well, back without back. being in a position where we can talk about free, but, you know, we look at Bryce being our first baseman. Um, we look at... Uh, Schweber being our dh the majority of times so um you know i've talked to, i did talk to reese on sunday let him know of the situation i gave him a call and talked to him just explained the situation we, as you know we absolutely think the world of him of jamie they're just wonderful people they've done so much for the community um they don't want to 100 percent close any doors and all that type of thing but i'd say that when you look at the situation he understood and um, Know, if, he, if he's not back with us, we'll wish him nothing but the best and, because he's been fantastic. No chances, any, any room there at first base or anywhere else for another left handed bat who might be a former MVP? And, I don't think so. A, I think we're set. I mean, we're not looking for that at this point. We're, we're just, we're really happy with the way our club, really from a positional player perspective, we're pretty well set then at this time. I mean, I'm not saying that we can't try to get better, not that you're open to different ideas, but the. But when you put those four, you've got Castellanos, you've got Marsh, you have you know, Riamoto behind the plate. Um, Sosa's one of our backup guys. Uh, you know, Castellanos, Marsh. And again, it's, we'll see what happens with Rojas, but we do think he's very close. We've got Pache out there. So, you know, we're really pretty pretty well set from a positional player perspective. How would you describe the strides that Bryce made at first base? Well, I mean, really, in a lot of ways, I mean, it's—I don't think there's many people that could have done what he what he did. Now he started working out there. I believe it was in May. At times, taking ground balls, doing what he could do. He he grew by leaps and bounds, and I think he's in a situation where, with uh, spring training attached to him, uh, with working with Bobby Dickerson, he even said the same thing. He said, "I think if I'm with Bobby and in a spot that." Um, he made significant strides. He's become a first baseman. I think he's going to become an excellent first baseman. And I do think he has the caliber of being a goal club type first baseman. Do you get Dave any sense from him that he might miss the outfield? Well, you know, I I can't say um, he's played the outfield so long. I mean, maybe he missed it some, but I think he really enjoyed playing first base too. I mean, for him, it was something different. You're, of course, you're more involved when you're at first base on a daily on a daily basis of what's taking place. Um, I thought it was important that we listened to him, but we made the decision. Um, and he ended, Once we once I talked to him, then he said he understood. He's very happy to do it. I don't think he'll miss the outfield per se in that regard. Um, you know, appreciably, he didn't express that, but I know he. You could just tell the way he interacted at first base, the way he enjoyed. You're closer to the competition day in and day out, you know, everything that's going on. So um, I think he'll meet the challenge and uh, become an outstanding first. Now, there'll be things that, again, he, he's learned a lot, but he'll continue to get better. And, uh, but one thing about him, he'll be driven to work hard and be the best first baseman he possibly can.
0: I think you, you mentioned Rojas a couple times. Yeah. Uh, what's your assessment of? Obviously, we saw the defense and you're saying he's close. How close do you think he is and what is his agenda this, this winter?
1: Well, uh, we basically, we want him to just rest a lot till January when he'll come back to. He's planning on, I believe, coming to Clearwater in January, um, get a little bit stronger. But he's just a young player that we think is going to continue to get better. I mean, defensively, I don't think there's much he's going to do. From an offensive perspective, he did hit 300 during the regular season. But our, our goal with him at that time was to be in a position where uh, we kept his head above water. That's what we really said. Can you do enough? Now, when he got to the poses, I think he got a little overexposed. Maybe he was tired at that point too. But um, we think that those will be adjustments he continues to make. We think he'll continue to grow. Our hitting people think that he's going to be a very, very good player overall, as we do. Was winter ball ever an option for him this winter? Well, you know, it was a possibility, but we. We think he's played enough this past year, Yeah. so um, we would rather be in a position where he comes to Clearwater in January and works on some of the things that we want to work with him on the swing, so that's really more so um, we took some strides last year in continuing to work with them, get him better and improve but there's still some other things we want to continue to do with him. It's a lot of balls on the ground, uh, trying, which is it's okay with his speed, but we still think we can make some adjustments in that regard. And he'll continue to work on his strikes. So really, before he got to uh, that end of it, he, he is not a guy that strikes out a whole bunch normally. So I think that'll eventually carry over to the big leagues. And not too far away, he really works hard. He's a, a very dedicated guy to get better. As far as the,
0: uh, the starting pitching market, um, obviously you're... You have a pretty significant one who's, who's, who's a free agent. Mm-hmm. How, how, you, how are you kind of assessing that, that market?
1: Well, it's just started, so I can't really say. I mean, there's a lot of starting pitching that's available, um, I guess, then it'll all be dependent upon who people like at various time periods. Um, we've said all along we like Aaron a great deal. We'd love to have him be a Philly, and you know, there's a lot of, I know that he's liked his time period there, but he's a free agent, and we'll just see what ends up happening in that regard. But if not, if we're not capable of signing him, if we're not in that situation, we do need to pursue a starting pitcher of some sort. I mean, we feel we're good about four of our guys at this time. When you look at Wheeler, and you've got Suarez, and you've got Walker, and then you've got Sanchez. We've got some depth that we're trying to, to add, but we don't really have that other person there that we would look to add. So. Dave, all right, good, oh, you're good, to, good, see good to see you. Thanks, Dan. you. are welcome, good to see you. Now, what do I call, it? I call you? A, a Todd. Ian uh, or Todd, I which one? Did 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 I did. Did okay, Todd. Okay. Okay. When you've already had discussions with a
0: potential free agent, mm-hmm. the way you have with them, does that, you know, temper your enthusiasm at all when you couldn't get something done last spring as you enter into actual
1: free agency? Well, I don't know if it tempers it as much as it... I, I think there's a sense of realism that, hey, anything can happen. I mean, right. I'm not counting on anything, and it, and it doesn't become easier. I mean, it was easier to sign him last year right. because we were the only go- club that was, can, could negotiate with him. Now he's got uh, 29 others, so it doesn't become easier in that regard. But who knows? I mean, they, hey, I, I never have um, been in a position where a player has a right to test free agency. We'll see what, what's out there for him, and he'll see what's out there for him. And, We'll go from there but it it doesn't make it any easier for us by any means
0: so when you talk about getting another starter would it probably be one of these top tier guys that you're talking about
1: i don't know yet yeah we'll see we'll see i mean there's different ways you can go about doing it you know there's trades there's free agency you know there's and i'm not sure if it would necessarily have to be just a um, top tier guy but we'll wait and we'll see how would you describe nola like as a as a you know as so you know how his mix and abilities play as a uh, as a pitcher, of both you know what you saw and moving forward. I would not give you that information myself. I'd let other people say that. But we really like him and think he's done a great job for us. You think he's a really good big league pitcher?
0: Yeah. Eight years ago, you said at the GM meetings we're going to sign an ace and we're going to trade for our closer, and you did. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that the, the baseball and the, our, believe me, amongst us, the honesty was appreciated? Mm-hmm. Do you think baseball's gotten away from that directness?
1: You know. I don't know. That's a hard question. I mean, I've always been, you know, when you're talking, there's always a bit of being straightforward and also a little uh, espionage, I guess, at the same time where you're not tipping your hands totally all the time. So I don't think that's changed really at all. Now, of course, what I'm hearing and what you're hearing may not necessarily be the same thing when we're talking to clubs, Mm. you know, so um, and I get that. That's how it is. And I don't know which one's true all the time, right? Yeah. So you never can tell about that. But you know, usually when you talk to other clubs and you're in our position, the front office, you're getting pretty much of a straightforward feeling. And then sometimes they're playing a little bit of, you know, keeping people guessing. They're not going to tip their hands to you all the time either because you might be competing for the same exact player and they're not going to tell you why would they. So mm-hmm. um, I don't really think that's changed very much. That was an interesting one, though, because you had been with the Red Sox at that point for a few months. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, don't necessarily have the fullest
0: picture of who the product, right. You're still getting to know the system a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is it difficult to make trades when you're coming into a new? Or more difficult to make trades coming into a new organization. Yeah,
1: it is. Oh well, when I say it's more, de- you have to depend upon other people's judgments more than yours too. I mean, you get a feel yourself. You do some digging. You take a look at players. I know even in that short period, I had had some pulse of guys and looking at them. But you have to depend upon others that say this is how we really feel about this guy or that's how we feel about that guy and tried to um, do your best job of interpreting that. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit different. I and mean, It's a lot different then than when I was at the end of my career at any organization or it's a lot different here. When I first joined the club compared to where I am now, I think I have a much better feel of all our players and in the system. In fact, I'm sure of that. Sorry, Good. speaking of directness and, and honesty, and what did you think of uh, one of your counterparts yesterday? Um uh, Brian Cashman's. Uh, oh, generally. I don't. I don't get into those. I mean, I've been around. We all have had our moments, and I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I. I read about it, and um, I, I don't really have mine. I mean, um, you know, in Brian's situation, in anybody's situation, once in a while, you express yourself. You get, uh, and that time period goes where the frustration comes out or the expression comes out. So, that's it. what did you think of? Uh, do you think the
0: council deal could have a domino effect on managerial salaries and movement going forward, that more guys might avail themselves
1: and sort of become free agents? And and what do you think that does to the pay scale? Well, I have no idea, but it, so it's only a, I would say, sure, it would have an effect on it. Sure, and I would. Th- now, it's not going to affect everybody, sure. because when you're being a manager that's just starting off you don't have the same resume as Craig Council does right. but yeah i think it will for for sure i would think it would and it, i mean i've gone through, this is not the first time i've gone through this cycle of a manager's getting more money and then they went back down no. and then what it happens is the people that can put themselves in that same echelon at least in their own mind and the other perceive them um, it does put them in a better spot sure
0: yeah going back to getting to know an organization Looking back, how long did you feel it took where you had a pretty good handle on it? Like Alex said, I mean, that deal, the Kimbrel deal, right, the Kimbrel deal was pretty quick. But how, how long did it take to really feel like, okay, I know, well, I don't have to rely so much on other people? Well, I think it takes
1: about a year. Mm-hmm. Because when you know when you join an organization, like when I joined the Red Sox, or I joined the Tigers before that, or now I'm here. Um, I had a little bit more of an advantage with the Red Sox. I came in a couple months, you know, the middle of August, so I had a little bit of a pulse of getting to talk to people, and of course, you're doing a lot of homework and reading reports, and even had a chance to go to Instructional League at that time in Arizona Fall League, so you had that advantage. But I think really it takes you about a whole year to be in a position where you get a chance to see all your players play, talk to all your individuals, you don't even know your own um, personnel all that well at that point, you're just mm-hmm. learning them. So. Um, you want to learn that so I think it takes about a year that, now that's for me Maybe somebody sure. else has a whole different pulse of that But now I was fortunate because a lot of the people at the time it's even like when I was with the Phillies organization People had been with the organization for an extended period and then we had some good people that I could depend upon and The same thing happened when I was with the Red Sox and the Tigers, so um, you know, It's like when I joined them well Mike Hazen was with us and very good uh, baseball man good good judgment as well as others but he, he gave me a lot of feedback on our young players at there.
0: But even with that incomplete you. information, you were still sure.
1: comfortable making trades. Like Sure. You, uh,
0: is it well, important
1: is it important to accept risk? Yeah. is yeah. Well if is you're not, you're probably not gonna make big trades. Yeah. That's just the way it is. I mean if you're not willing to take some risk, you're gonna you're not gonna make some you're not gonna make a lot of deals, probably. Because if you're gonna only make deals that are slanted towards you, Um, being definitely in a favorable position other clubs know what they're doing too so it's one usually trades if you're making them hurt a little bit right I mean you don't like to give up good players young players but um, yeah I think it's a situation where um, there's some risk involved but you just try to do the most thorough hey we traded players this past year I traded that not thrilled them to do it but you know as I've often expressed to people it's hard to try to win and make deals and not trade any players. I, I haven't figured that one out yet, um, personally, no matter where I've been. So, yeah, you, you have to take a risk, and hey, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, but you hope that they work a lot more than that they don't. But you do the best job you possibly can, and you go, and that's what it's all about. But, yeah, I mean, it's you'd rather have the player you're acquiring and all the prospects, but it just doesn't work that way does not the way it is. Do you think that teams across baseball, the way they interact with risk, has changed over the last 15, 20 years or so? I think so. And how, have to, what way have they trended? I think um, the scrutiny has become so much more. I mean, 15, 20 years ago, um, I mean, the knowledge of prospects wasn't out there like it is now so people look at that information so they have all their and it doesn't doesn't mean that the information that you're reading about those prospects is accurate but that the general people think it's accurate so with that becomes more scrutiny a lot of people say why would you trade this guy well maybe 20 years ago they wouldn't even have known who those prospects were so I think that 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 uh, makes a difference so i like take that as a slight against my prospect no no you're all, you're other than you you're always right on you're always right you okay good to see you. Does
0: it feel like it's been harder to trade for pitching like trade
1: deadline and our conversations yeah well I, I think it's harder because um, one thing that's end up happening it's like there I mean when I go back to the trading deadline there were more clubs that were in it than normally trying yeah. to make a playoff spot so when that's the case, then they're in a position where they're trying to make the postseason. Yep, it's supply and demand. It's the same thing as always. So you have less supply because there's just more clubs that are trying to get. <coughs> and you know you need pitching if you're going to make it. You have to have pitching. So people are less apt to give it up. <laughs> and also sometimes the cost is more, and you don't want to yeah. pay that at <laughs> cost. So I feel like at the beginning
0: of this off season, though, I mean, it seems like there's more, less rebuilding teams, maybe fewer. Yeah, you know, so to far, pitching. yeah, I, I yeah. think
1: that that's from what I hear. I mean. In and we're just getting a pulse of it this week more because we just finished quickly before this, right. is that, uh, I mean, I, from what I hear compared to most years, there's not many clubs that are saying, let, let's, we're thinking about 25, 26. Uh, there's very few clubs that really are making those type of statements. Most of them have some pulse that they want to try to get in. And I think also what probably shows is that, okay, over the last couple of years, if you get in, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So we were the sixth seed in the National League two years ago, and we were in the World Series. Arizona was the sixth seed this past year. They got in. They went to the World Series. Um, Texas, they were, you know, didn't win a division. So, I I mean, it's a situation where I think when people see that, they think that they have a shot, and it really evolves always around. You need to have pitching if you can be there. Speaking of that,
0: does Scott mention this for us other people, that teams are looking not just for two, or one, but for two, like, Usually, it's, we need a pitcher. No, we need two. You guys used three, basically. Arizona used three. It was hard to find a team in the playoffs that used four. Does that coincide with what you're talking about here? Teams aren't. They're looking for
1: several. Well, I can't speak for that. I can only speak for what we're looking for, which is we're looking for one. But I I think it becomes a little misleading because – the way the postseason is now, yeah. it's different than the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. And so when you have the first round of being the wild card round, and then you go into the divisional round, which is three out of five, well, you're always you going to use your three. better guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then unfortunately, by the time you get to where you need a fourth, it's been so long since they pitched, it becomes a tricky conversation for you because... It's hard to start somebody. I mean, when we got to the fourth starter spot, it was 24 days. I think it wasn't since we used one. So that's it becomes a little trickier than it used to. So before you used to just boom, you'd play best of five, and then you'd go right into it. Well, now we are fortunate that we won our first two games. So now we can you know, use the same pitchers once again. Right, right. Then you win. You don't have to even go to game five, which we still, with the off days mixed in there, and this year in the National League in particular, we had so many off days. Right. right. So all of a sudden, by the time you need that guy, and then you know, some guys, I mean, Walker would have been the natural guy for us. We like Walker. He had a good year, but he hadn't pitched in such a long time, and he isn't the type of guy that you could, um, in one of the early Earlier rounds just say, okay, we're gonna give him an yeah, inning because yeah, he yeah. takes a long. He's a starter, sure, so it sure, sure. takes a long time to. So it's a little bit trickier in that regard. We like, we feel comfortable with four of our guys. Oh. Go, going back to your directness, you said sure. you want to get a starter. What else would you like to get?
0: And a year ago, and you you did a great job of putting together the pieces. You know, like a guy like Matt Strom fit mm-hmm. fit really well. So what, as we sit here right now, what would you like to get?
1: Well, really, our starting pitching is our main. Um, I mean, we don't lose many guys. We lost Lorenzen, who was our sixth starter at mm-hmm. that time. Um, you know, Hoskins, which we talked about with moving Harper over to first base. And then Kimbrell in the bullpen. But we have some young guys. I mean, We have quite a few bullpen guys even at this time. We brought a young kid up, Kirkring that we really like, mm-hmm. and we think he's ready to pitch. So I think the way I would look at it is that we're more in a position where we're talking about trying to help our start pitching. That, and then we'll kind of go from there. But I don't really – Fortunately, and I haven't always been in this, we don't have a lot of other holes. Hmm. You can always get better, but I think those are things that we'll address as the time goes on and see who's available and who's not as as the winter progresses. Thank you, Dave. Sure. Good to see you. Good to see you, Rob.